0: Well good morning to you all I'd like you to turn to Psalm 37 I'm going to read the first nine verses to you And we're going to look at uh, one of the verses together this morning Do not fret because of evildoers Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity For they shall soon be cut down like the grass And wither as the green herb Trust in the Lord and do good Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness Delight yourself also in the Lord And he shall give you the desires of your heart Commit you away to the Lord Trust also in him And he shall bring it to pass He shall bring forth You are righteousness as the light And you are justice as the noonday Rest in the Lord And wait patiently for him Do not fret Because of him who prospers in his way Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass Cease from anger And forsake wrath Do not fret It only causes harm for evil-doers shall be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. And if you noticed, uh, when I read that passage of scripture, that the Lord has told us three times in those nine verses, not to fret. Verse one, do not fret because of evil-doers. Verse uh, seven, do not fret. Because of him, who prospers, and then verse eight: cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret, because it only causes harm. And when you fret, you only do harm to yourself. I understand that this is the third Sunday of our new year. We are wait, well, we each sort other. Of, we're on the way in uh, 2020, but I think we still, in one way, stand in. On the threshold of the year It's only been three weeks only been three Sundays uh, And therefore I am still allowed I think I'm still allowed to set our sights On an idea Of a new challenge Of a brand new year As we are set to experience it uh, Here in Emmanuel And that's why I've chosen uh, This psalm to speak on this morning Is because it sets out A new challenge to us. It sets out a new direction, perhaps, for a new time. Of course, we could look at such a challenge in a number of in a number of ways. The challenge of two thousand and twenty, we could look at it in a number of ways. You know, we could imagine ourselves standing at the foot of a large mountain. You know, a mountain that we have to climb, and therefore we see the year stretching ahead of us. As a challenge Are we going to make it Are we going to reach it Are we going to achieve The things that we have set before us Are we going to achieve the things That God has set before us That he has commissioned us to do You And that's a challenge As we start our new year And it's like sitting at the Or standing at the foot of a mountain And thinking I'm going to make the top Before the end of the year. That could be one way that we could look at the year that stretches out ahead of us. Another way we could imagine ourselves as start standing at the start of a race. Waiting for the crack of the pistol shot. You know, and therefore we could view uh, the year ahead as an event. Something that we are participating in. Something that we are striving to win at and to achieve, and to do the things that we have set out to do. You know, we've we got to break that tape before the end of the year. We've got to hear the accolades of, of the, the supporters um, as we brush through uh, the, 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 end, the end line. You know, and that's a challenge to us. That's an event that we can be participating in. We could imagine ourselves as sitting down with a pen in our hands on a blank sheet of paper, uh, before us And therefore we could view 2020 as An ongoing saga of our lives And we are sitting here wondering What are we going to write For the next 12 months What story or what part of the story Is going to be ours As we look at the, uh, the Months that lie ahead You know, and It would be great to sit at the end of 2020 and read What you've done you know, That's how we could view The year. Or we could imagine ourselves with one foot on the station and one foot on the train. And view it as a continuation of our journey. And we can look back and think, well this is where we've come from. And we can look forward and think, well this is where we go in. No, we've come from 2019. We've come from our past. And we are going on to the future. And we know, don't we, that there's nothing we can do about what we've done. Nothing we can do about what's gone on from year back. We can't change anything from year back. But we can change things from year on. We can live a life. Change direction. And uh, have new goals. And new aims in life. A new purpose in life. So we are you know, at the threshold of something absolutely amazing. It can be a challenge to us. It can be an event that we partake in. It can be a, a, the, a part of the ongoing saga of our lives. Or it could be the next step of our journey. However you view it, it's there for us. Wait in. Waiting to be experienced. Waiting to be a part of. You know what, No matter how we look at our position this morning. No matter how we would describe our relationship with 2020. One thing is true. And that is, we must start as we mean to go on. We must start as we mean to go on. That's a, a, that's a sort of a, an encouragement in everything that we do. Start as you mean to to go on. And that will stand us in good stead as we progress through the year. You know, and that's why I've chosen these first nine verses of this wonderful psalm for us to consider this morning and perhaps even next week. Psalm 37. You know, it's a positive scripture that has at least, at least, there are more... As you read it, but there are at least four rock-solid pieces of advice for us to follow as individuals and as a church as we proceed through the year that we are in. Four pieces of advice that if challenged, if adhered to, if listened to, will make the challenge surmountable, will make the event successful, will make the saga satisfactory and will make the journey scintillating. Now that's the way to look at the year ahead. It's not a foreboding prospect although it can be if you look at it the wrong way. But if you look at it in the light of what God is saying in this psalm, it is something that we can achieve something that we can do something that will satisfy us something that will excite us. You know life is an exciting thing if we look at it the right way. You know we can't do anything as I said about the past. It's done and dusted. We can't change it, we can't do anything at all about it. but we've got a whole new, brand new year that is in front of us. Listen to the four pieces of advice taken from this psalm. The first one: trust in the Lord. That's the first one. Trust. In the Lord. The second one, delight yourself in the Lord. The third one, commit your way to the Lord. And the last one, rest in the Lord. Now it seems that the Lord is big in this psalm. It seems that this psalmist isn't going anywhere without him. You know, nowhere, nothing that he does, says, or wherever he goes the lord is the most important part of his experience here you know when you examine the context of these four gems of advice you will see that this is the way to act when you are surrounded by evil or when you are surrounded by evil doers he starts off the whole psalm by saying do not fret because of evil doers be not envious Of the workers of iniquity, do not fret, but trust. Do not fret, but delight. Do not fret, but commit. Do not fret, but rest in the Lord. Can you see the difference between someone who hasn't got the Lord and someone who has the Lord as a in a relationship? Trust in the Lord. Delight in the Lord Commit your way to the Lord Rest in the Lord Do not fret Verse 9 says why Why should we be so confident Why should we be so upbeat And the answer For evil doers Will be cut off All we have to do Is forget about the evil doers Forget about the evil Forget about the problems And trust, delight, commit unrest. You want you've got to be honest, that's a wonderful piece of advice for us to follow, especially as our new year has already started off with scenes of violence, with scenes of division, with riots. You want the fear of escalating war and the threat of a viral catastrophe you know, we were going to Ponte yesterday uh, in the car and on the news, uh, it came on the news about this virus that's uh, attacking uh, China, and many and a number of people have died already, and they, you know they're sort of uh, sort of begin it up as to be a big thing. You know, and uh, a couple of years ago it was Ebola that was attacking, and then there was bird flu that was attacking you know, and. there was this sort of fear that grips the world. That uh, something is going to come Some apocalyptic thing Is going to come upon the world and, and take us all away You know what it's, it's a scary thing to think of It's frightening So what do we do Trust Commit Delight Yourself In the Lord All these things Are happening All these things have always happened All these things will always happen. You know, if you're going to be affected in your life by the things that are happening around us, rather than an understanding and a relationship with God, then you will live your life in fear. You will fret every day. You will be afraid and scared of what's going to happen tomorrow. But if you trust in the Lord, If you delight yourself in the Lord If you commit your way to the Lord If you rest in the Lord It will be a different scenario for you Surely we can say That these are the days of Elijah Problem days Difficult days Dangerous days So what do we do? How do we mean to go on In 2020? You know and the verse that I want us to read This morning or think about This morning is the third one Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Trust in the Lord. Now, in the light of everything that's going on in the world, you may think that that is a cop out. That is pie in the sky. A typical Christian cliche. Don't worry. Trust in the Lord. You know the preacher shouts out uh, on his first sermon of the year. Trust in the Lord. And all the congregation shout back. Amen. Praise the Lord brother. When all the time they haven't got a clue what it means. And they go home. And what do they do? They fret because of evildoers. You know, when they sitting in their home thinking, why am I fretting? The preacher said, trust the Lord. I said, Amen. But what does it actually mean? You know, sometimes the, there seems to be a gap between the rhetoric of the preacher and the reality of our experience. But you see, this is not some hairy fairy pep talk. That uh, the psalmist is giving. This is good, down to earth, solid stuff. That has been brought to birth. How? Through the experience of a man who had gone through it all. And found God to be the only trustworthy person that he knew. The psalmist had gone through it all. He'd gone through all the things that you and I fret about. He'd been surrounded by evildoers. He'd seen wars and rumors of wars. He'd seen disease and things that would take his life away. And yet, by experience, the experience he, that he had with his Lord, he can now say to us, don't fret because of evildoers, but trust in The Lord. He found his God to be the only trustworthy person that he knew. You know, it's good. It's practical advice for us as we face such an uncertain year as 2020. You know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen on the 31st? Oh, we're so scared about what's going to happen on the 31st we live in the security of Europe. What's to become of us? You might know, remember 20 years ago, when we were looking into the new millennium, You when know, everybody was worried sick about the change of a date, because they thought that the millennium bug was going to destroy the world. You want know, how many people committed suicide because of the millennium bug? because the, the uncertainty of what's going to happen after the 31st of December 1999 you and here we are we are in a similar situation what's going to happen when we sign the form to say that we no longer belong to Europe, what's to become of us economically what's to become of us politically what's going to, be, to become of us security wise Where where is it going to end? It's an uncertain year. You and then what about Iran? You know the obvious problems that we see in the Middle East. You know this face-off between America and Iran. What's going to take place? How is it going to affect Britain? How is it going to affect me? And what can we expect from this virus that's outbreaking or breaking out in China already? And it's only the third week the year is fraught with uncertainties so we can do without a series of untried and untested pieces of platitude we don't want to hear what people have got to say if it's just pie in the sky because it will not accomplish anything for us you know what we want what we want is an active response response to our knowledge of him who is greater than all of it. You know, and That's why we're here this morning. We've come to visit or worship someone who is greater than 2020. He's greater than uh, the millennial bug or the, uh, the leaving of Europe. He's greater than the threat or the nuclear threat from Iran. He's greater than the th- virus threat. From China. He is greater than them all. And we can this morning put our trust in him and no one else. You know that's what we are here to do. You know we use the phrase to put your trust in. It's an active thing. It's an an activity on our part. You see, this morning we could put our trust in the Lord for 2020. You know, there will be many people in the world today who will put their trust in the uncertainty of the sequences of six numbers. Or seven numbers, or however many numbers it is. Don't even know how many numbers it is. Every Wednesday night and every Saturday night. They sit before they th- their they television and think, are my numbers going to come up now? You know, and all their lives revolve around those few numbers. And that's what's going to give them a life that's worth living. That's going to take away all their problems. Now, other people will put their trust in the fluctuations of the stock market. You want know, to think they said, if only this goes up, or if only that goes up My problems will be gone You while others In the movement of the stars Let's look at the stars Let's see what it's going to say about 2020 Let's see what it's going to say about me In 2020 And of course others Will they put their trust in themselves I'm going to get through this I'm going to steal myself And I'm going to face 2020 And I'm going to hit it head on you know, the psalmist talks about some who trust in chariots and some who trust in horses but then he goes on to say but we will remember the name of the Lord our God you will know, only think that that sums up our theme this morning the name of the Lord our God see this his character the characteristics that he shows the reputation that he has you no, know, and we can study that. We can look at that. We aren't going to guess. We aren't going to guess what God is like. We aren't going to guess what God can do. We aren't going to guess where God is. We just going to look in the Word, and we can study and we can see that God is omnipotent. God is sovereign. God knows the end from the beginning. He's omniscient. He knows me. He's personal. You know, and therefore I can trust in Him because I know Him. And I know what he is like. You know, and of course we know from the scriptures that so many people have found Jesus or Christ to be their place of refuge. They found him to be their confidence and their security. They have found him to be their rock and their hiding place. You know, as we read this word, we find him to be all-powerful an all-sovereign, someone who is working out his purposes according to the good pleasures of his will. We find him to know the end from the beginning, the one who has never been taken by surprise, never outflanked by the enemy or circumstance. We find him full of compassion, you know, and full of protection for those that he has purchased. You know, this amazing promise... That he will never leave us or forsake us. Is ringing in our ears. And lo, oh, I am with you always says Jesus. Even to the end of the age. This is the one that we are putting our trust in. The one who has never left us for a second. But the one who continues with us. You know these are the facts of God's word. They portray a security that people would kill for. And yet so often in our own lives, the fact of this security of God doesn't filter down into our feelings. We don't feel secure. Well, oh, I don't feel secure. Yes, the word is telling me I'm secure, but I don't feel secure. I feel so vulnerable. And yet God is saying you are a strong tower. I've made you a strong tower, an iron tower. But I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that. Well, it's time to do something about it then. At the beginning of a year, it's time to stop allowing the circumstances to command your life. And to allow Christ and His circumstance and His characteristic to control your life. Controlled by the circumstances. Controlled by our understanding of God. I tell you who will be at the most peace. The one who is controlled by our understanding mm-hmm. of God. You see in the next phrase of this, verse 3 says, Dwell in the land. Trust in the Lord and dwell in the land. You know what that word dwell means? To lie down and rest. Mm-hmm. To be secure. To feel secure. Mm-hmm. To be contented. And to feel happy. You know we've got a lot of adverts on the television today. Um, for insurance and stuff like that, all uh, things, and they've got this uh, sort of chill effect. You know, if you want to, if you want to be at peace with your car, then you want to insure it with Churchill. Churchill. You want know, if you want to get the best bargain, you want to go to supermarket dot com. Supermarket. It's all chill chill out, rest, rest in the knowledge that the dog will keep you safe for 2020. You know, great adverts, great adverts, chill out, settle back. And that's what God is saying. He's saying exactly the same thing as that. You know, it means to to be content. You see, life can be so agitated, so problematic. And yet life This life This Christian life Is no agitated sojourn In this world No this is a peaceful Tranquil habitation Says Jesus Dwell in the land Dwell in the land know, Jesus says it He says in the world You will have tribulation And Boyd, Wasn't he right when he said that wasn't he right when he said that the world, in the world you will have tribulation? So if he was right about that 2,000 years ago, he's right about the next bit. But be of good cheer, he says. I have overcome the world. You and this world is under the authority of Jesus. Because he has overcome the world. You know what, in the midst of adversity, you know what I would say? that David, the, the psalmist here, experienced more adversity than most of us here this morning. You know, in the midst of such adversity, with people giving up to destroy him because of his allegiance to the Lord, in the midst of all this adversity, how could David be so sure? How could he be so sure as to give you and I such advice? You are know, in the light of the uncertainty of 2020 The things that we will face That up until now we know nothing about How can we be so sure? How can we sit back and chill With com? How can we be sure? How can we trust in the Lord? How do we know if He'll come up with the goods or not? Well, we'll contemplate the last phrase of the verse because sometimes this is where we fall down this is why there's a gap between the rhetoric of the preacher and the reality of the person it's because we don't feed on his faithfulness we don't feed on his faithfulness but here is the advice of David for us this morning trust in the Lord dwell In the land. And feed on his faithfulness. You And that's the important bit. The bit that we fall down on so much. We fail to feed on his faithfulness. Now David has given us a little bit of help. In another psalm that he wrote. In Psalm 61. This is what he says. Hear my cry O God. Attend to my prayers. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You have been a shelter for me. You have been a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And I will trust in the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, I've heard my vows You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name You will prolong the king's life His years as many generations He shall abide before God forever Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him So I will praise your name forever That I may daily perform my vows you know, we could easily have gone to that moment to, to sum it all up. We could go to that moment when David, this little lad, walked from the security of the army of Israel down the side of the mountain, crossed over a little brook, stopping only to pick up five smooth stones. And from there, he makes his way to the center of the valley. Because at the same time that he was leaving the security of the armies of Israel Goliath was leaving the security of the armies of the Philistines And he walked down And they came together At the center of a valley A little boy With five stones And a giant of a man With the weapons of war And yet David could say there was a time when a bear came. There was a time when a lion came, and the pay, the bear, the paw of the bear, and the paw of the lion, was stopped in their tracks when they saw who was on my side. When they saw that the Lord was with me. When they knew His name. When they had seen His faithfulness to the generations of. of of Israel and you he says with you a big paws and you a big thighs and you a big shield and you a big spear and you a big snarl you will be stopped by the same person who stopped the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion because the Lord Is with me. And I do not fear. Because the Lord is with me. Because today. You will bow the knee. To the Lord. You know this psalm could have sprouted from his mouth. Do not fret. Because of evil doers. But trust in the Lord. Dwell in the land. Feed on his faithfulness. Remember what he did. Remember how faithful He is. You know, we got the rule of the Scriptures to tell us how faithful our God is. And if we feed on that, and understand that He will never leave us or forsake us, that the future is His future. He knows it. And everything that will happen to us will either be allowed or designed by the One who loves us more than we will ever know, who loves us enough to sacrifice his son <coughs> for us. So, do we fear the future? It is fearful. Yeah. You and I not belittle in the future mm-hmm. of this world or any at all the fear of it, the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. But do we fear it, or do we trust in the Lord? That is the challenge, as we stand before the mountain. As we stand at the starting gate (coughs) As we stand before our Empty sheet of paper And as we stand Before God What are we going to do? What's best for us? What's going to make life That much easier? I tell you what Knowing God's history Gives me confidence For my future God has a history of faithfulness Of safe keeping Of rock Of hiding place Of shelter Of everlasting arms And do you know The Bible tells me He is the same yesterday Today And forever And this morning Are we Going to allow the circumstances to overwhelm us Or are we going to have the Lord To underpin us That is the question Are we putting our trust Actively putting our trust in the Lord Are we lying down In safety by Him Are we aware Of His everlasting arms Round and about us Are we dwelling in a land of good things Are we feeding on His faithfulness Well let's Start As we mean To go on For His name's sake Amen.